What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Chaneo Gwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. Three on the way. Yes. Paul George nails it. Lou Williams for the win. Bingo. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Clip and Roll. As always, I am your host, Justin Russo. As always, I will I will kill you one day and you will no longer be the host. So you and can't say as always ever. because you weren't here for like one or two episodes. That was one. And I'm Farbad Esnashari. I'm the other guy and soon to be the only guy when I take out this guy. This podcast is being brought to you by Indeed, Bet Online, and Blue Wire. Farbad, the news today, and we are recording this on Wednesday. It's late at night. I apologize to people. So when I say today, I mean Wednesday. I'm sorry. Um, on Wednesday in the afternoon, Adrian Wojnarowski and Zach Lowe of ESPN uh, put out an article that was sourced, very heavily sourced, and they said that the player reps expect to appro- the player reps are expected to approve a December 22nd start date to the NBA season, which means. In seven weeks, we're going to have NBA regular season basketball. Time flies, buddy. I, I thought you were going to keep going. So I, just I don't know what else to say. Like, I feel like we got like three weeks off and that was it. Well, the thing was, so it's weird because like, I think only the Lakers and the Heat got three weeks off. Everybody else got a good amount of time off especially like the warriors and stuff. Uh yeah, there's a there's a slew of teams that have, will have gone about 9 months without playing competitive basketball, which is absurd, but that was the nature of the business and I think it's also why they're trying to rush into the season, partially due to money, mostly due to money, but also because the longer you wait, you have teams that are going to be creeping up on a full year without basketball. I don't, I don't think you could do that. So here it is from the article. Quote, the NBA's Board of Governors and Players Association will hold separate meetings on Thursday, expected to culminate with an agreement on starting the 2020-21 season on December 22nd and playing a reduced 72-game schedule, sources told ESPN. So, because they're starting the season December 22nd as opposed to, what was the other date that was floated? January 18th, right? MLK Day. Yeah, that was what, January 18th? Yes. Okay, so you're starting the season comparably about a month earlier. And because of that, you're trimming down the sets of back-to-backs. 
I saw a number that was floated that if they started the season January 18th, you would see roughly about 24 back-to-backs per team. That's a ton of back-to-backs. That's absurd. Because of this start date, the number that's been floated is 14. That's more doable. That's more palatable to teams. If you're a Clippers fan, and what happened? What was it last year? That's like how, how are we comparing back to backs to last season? That's about, I believe, what the average was last season. Because you got to remember, they're they're going to be cutting off ten games for teams. So you know that could be a potential two back to backs that got knocked off. You know, it's it's funny. I, I went on Google just now to, to type in the words "how many back to backs." And the first thing that popped up is how many back-to-backs do the Clippers have? And then the next one is how many back-to-backs NBA. So it seems like whether or not the Clippers had a back-to-back was a, a big trend, I guess, for betting odds and people trying to figure out if they should bet on them. Well, I also think the Google search is tailored to what you also search, right? I'm on incognito mode. I mean, it's, it's I think it still does it, though. Let me just say my own Forbes article is the first thing that pops up when you Google that. So I feel pretty good. Are you just going to brag today? Is that all you're doing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, M- the, the What? They had 13 back-to-backs last season. Oh, yeah. So it should be one extra, which, you know, whatever. Uh, also from the article, the National Basketball Players Association is planning to take a formal vote of the team player representatives late Thursday. And sources told ESPN that everything is progressing towards an agreement on a pre-Christmas start to the season. So there you go. It looks so, like we're it looks like we're getting basketball back in, you know, seven weeks. But pre Christmas means preseason might start even earlier, right? Well, the season's supposed to start December twenty second. That's supposed to be the opening of the season, like the first regular season game. But camps are slated to open if this holds. Camps are slated to open December first, which is less than a month from now. Yeah, yeah. On top of that, it's even it's crazier when you realize the NBA draft is November 18th. So you're talking two weeks later, you're going right into training camp. It's uh, it's very on brand for 2020 to have this suddenly pop up like a blur, like everything in 2020 has just been a blur. Do you know who the Clippers player rep is, by the way? What do you mean? Like, do you know who the Clippers player rep is? Oh, you mean like when they have their uh, the team NBA player representative? Yeah, I don't know actually. I assumed I'm, it was Kawhi. It, no, it is not. Oh, uh, then who? Terrence Mann. That's very random. Do you know who the alternate is? Zoo. Fiondo Kevin Gelly. Uh, I guess they just nobody wanted to do it, and they just made give it to those guys. Maybe, or maybe they just thought they were intelligent enough to do it. Like there's some interesting names for, for the team player rep list. Like you end up going through some of these teams. Uh, For instance, the Pelicans player rep is Nicola Melli. Their alternate is Nikhil Alexander Walker. Like it just is what it is. John Collins is the Atlanta player rep, which I guess makes some sense because I believe he's the longest tenured player actually for them. But the Cavaliers player rep is Dylan Windler. Luke Cornett is the Bulls player rep. Like it, there's interest. Goga Batazde is the Indiana Pacers player rep. Like there's some interesting ones, just very interesting ones. I Alexander Walker is Shea's cousin, right? Correct. Good old Shay. I hereby declare Shea is still a Clipper. 
I'll always love Shea. Um, the NBA, this is also from the article. The NBA and NBPA have discussed significant rises in the escrow, withholding on player salaries to account for the severe losses in league revenue during the COVID-19 pandemic. They also go on to say that the league believes that a December 22 start that includes Christmas Day games on television and allows for a 72-game schedule that finishes before the Summer Olympics in mid-July is worth between $500 million and $1 billion in short- and long-term revenues to the league and players, sources said. So money is a big driving factor, as we have come to find out in all walks of life. So we're going to be getting Clipper basketball back in, let's say, what, 30 days, basically, because of preseason or of a training camp and preseason. And, buddy, the season is literally around the corner now. It's kind of weird because then it's like, OK, it's coming back in 30 days. When is when are when are these trades going to happen? How much time are the new players even going to get? to acclimate with their teams. Like it just seems, uh, I've said it before, but it just seems way more asterisky of a season than last season. I don't know. I just, I'm worried about the potential for injury. I just really like, that's me. I'm just worried about the potential of injury for, for all this, but it is what it is. You know, we're going to end up seeing what happens. Maybe, maybe someone will get, <laughs> Never mind. That's a horrible statement to say. I was going to say some, maybe something like what happened with the Dodgers will happen where it gets so crazy in the final game where, yeah. Oh, that was just a thing unto itself. <laughs> that was, that, like, to this day, I'm like, wait, so did all the Dodgers get COVID or what happened? Like, how, how no, come uh, big we, deal would it happen? And then we never discussed it again next day. That's That is the news cycle now. And I was part of that. However, have you noticed like the second something happens, we talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Next day, we forget it. We just move on. I did. Well, the thing is, I don't think we forgot it. And I don't, I don't think we forgot it. We we just put it on the back burner like uh, like out of sight. I don't want to I don't, I don't be too political, but I'm just going to say don't, this. Don't, don't, don't. We're not doing that today. Sh- I mean, it's nothing that political. I'm just. It just seems like it's a byproduct of what we have in the office where it's like, oh, this horrible news happened about something here. And then and the next day, another horrible bit of news. And it's like you almost your news cycle just shifts because you're so used to horrible news happening every 24 hours. So um, have you watched any of the Dave Chappelle stand up that he did for Netflix? You, you mean the one that came out a while ago? Yeah, there's been several. He's dropped like four or five specials on there. Have, uh, there's one that's called like The Age of Spin. You know, I'm in one of them. <laughs> sure. OK. Um, it's kind of it's messed up because he tells a really bad joke about like and they, they and they cut to my face laughing about this really effed up joke. And I was like, oh, so I'm just that guy who enjoys. Wait, effed up which work. one are you in? The first one. The Age of Spin, the one that he did in L.A.? Yes. In that Age of Spin special, though, like since you were there, you, you saw him say this where he talks about like so much stuff happens like so fast and it's such a, at our fingertips so fast. It's like almost like you get bludgeoned and you don't know how to react to things over and over as they happen. Like, so you end up just compartmentalizing it and just moving on. And I feel like that's what ends up happening. Like with the Dodgers and the Justin Turner stuff. And now it's like the NBA is coming back. It's like, all right, compartmentalize it, move on. Let's get to the seat. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, we're just conditioned now. It's, uh, 
hopefully that's not how the future becomes where you just become more and more and more conditioned. I, th- I think the desensitization, is that even a word? The yeah, desensitizing? So. Is that, would that be better? Yeah, we'll go with that. The desensitizing of people is real. I mean, I, I've been desensitized to stuff. I, I'm sure you have. I'm desensitized to hope because of the Clippers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, you know, the NBA season's coming back December 22nd. Looks like what's going to happen. Um, I had heard on Monday, I was told by a very reputable person who the is streets? in the know. You, you were on the streets? Yeah, yeah I took what, to the streets. What the streets be telling you? Well, I was told by this reputable person who I have great faith in that the season was going to be starting in December. It was. And I almost tweeted it out because I, I – you know, that's what I was told. And I believe that person and they're in the know. They're a high ranking person. I'm not going to say where. So you're saying and it's I, the Twitter user in the know. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, they're a high ranking person. I trust them. Their word to me when they tell me things. I found out when uh, football was coming back. I found out when college football was starting. I mean, I found out all sorts of stuff on whether or not seasons were happening long before it hit the airwaves. Um, I was told December was the start date, late December, December 22nd. So it didn't shock me at all today to find out on Wednesday that that's what's going to be the push. Personally, for me personally, I would have preferred January 18th. I would have, me personally, liked more time off. You always, you don't always get what you want. Um, We'll see what happens, you know? I mean, it's going to be a very interesting season. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people, fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try out Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day 
every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. There was a little bit of NBA news today, though, uh, beyond just the start date uh, being floated out there and, you know, the MBPA ratification and all this stuff. Uh, the Athletics' Sham Sharania tweeted out today, the New Orleans Pelicans are openly discussing – wow, I butchered that sentence. The New Orleans Pelicans are openly discussing star Drew Holiday in trade talks and several contending teams are pursuing, sources tell The Athletic and Stadium. Before so, we discuss that, I just have to say that name is still dumb. What is? The Pelicans. That's a dumb name. You don't like the Pelicans? You, you no, I don't the like name? the name. I don't like the logo. Like, I'm, I'm, this is my heel turn right now. This is a heel turn. I just, <clears throat> to this day, I'm like, how is this cool? And have I'm wondering because the Clippers have that logo that they have. But I'm just like, how is that? How? Why get Drew Holiday out of there? Because he doesn't need to be a part of that logo. Have you seen what a brown pelican looks like and can do? No, they're what am I, vicious, 95? bro. They're <laughs> vicious. What am I 95 googling pelicans, dude? There are some videos out there that are crazy. They are they are insane. I would never, never in my life, if there was a brown pelican around me, I would never go near it. Never. I don't think I've ever gone near a pelican in my life. I don't think I ever would. I don't even go near seagulls. So I'm just saying they got to get him out of there. He doesn't want to be in that, that awful jersey anymore. So the reason I bring this up is Jovan Buha of The Athletic did a mailback piece and Drew Holiday's name came up because, you know, Sham, Sham Sharania mentioned it. So on Wednesday, in his mailbag piece, as he goes through everything, you know, he the tweets in there from, from Shams, and Yo, this is what Yovan says, quote, I just don't see how the Clippers have enough to acquire Holiday. Assuming teams like the Nets, Heat, and Nuggets are interested, they have more attractive assets, be it younger players with upside or first-round picks. So here's the thing. And he does go on to say, quote, I wouldn't rule out the Clippers in the holiday sweepstakes. After all, he is from Los Angeles and could and could push for a return home, but they'd be a dark, dark horse candidate at best. I don't disagree with him. It's just going to be an interesting sweepstakes to watch. How what's how injury prone has he been? Like in his career or recently? Recently. It's kind of interesting. So this past season he played 61. Um the season which I don't I'm not going to look at cuz right, I looked at it. 61, 67 and 81. Yeah, he's been fine. He's been healthy-ish. Okay. Then I'm all right. I was thinking like if there was ever a reason why you would get rid of Pat, it's for him. Yeah, I could see that. Are you are you on the are you on the camp of making Pat available or do you think Pat is just too important to kind of the morale and the ener- the energy of the team? Personally, I would make Patrick Beverly available if I can get an upgrade. 
I mm-hmm. believe personally that Drew Holiday is an upgrade. So if you connect dots of what I just said, I should have just been more forthcoming. I would trade Patrick Beverly in a Drew Holiday deal, but I don't know if the Pelicans would want Patrick Beverly. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I don't know. And I'm not saying straight up. For the love of God, I hope no one hears that and thinks straight up. Straight up, Patrick Beverly, Drew Holiday, aggregators, get it out there. Sources say that the streets told him, let's go. You know what's funny is I'm working on a Patrick Beverly. So I already did a video for Landry Shamit about how he fits in Ty Lue's offense. And I'm working on a video about Patrick Beverly. And it'd be kind of sad if those are the two guys who get traded. Landry and Pat? Yeah. I mean, there is I don't is think a, they trade Landry. I think they would trade Pat. I think they keep at least one. I think they're keeping Landry. Landry, I think the front office loves Landry. I think they're kind of just indifferent on Pat if they can get an upgrade. I still get upset that Landry's like nickname for himself is Lambo. Like of all the cool nicknames you can have for Landry Shamit, like Sham Wow or what Sham whatever. The part that he wants the nickname for is the Lambo part instead of the Sham part. I don't mind that nickname. Lambo? That's a that's a solid nickname. That is not a solid nickname. That's a solid nickname. Really isn't. It's really it's, not. It's a pretty solid nickname. You you sound like a guy who looks up yellow pelicans. You mean brown pelicans? You sound like a guy that looks up brown pelicans. <laughs> yellow pelicans. What is wrong with you? I'm really tired. Yeah, I can tell. Um, if you could, would you trade for Drew Holiday? Yeah, absolutely. If, if you're able to keep Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, which you're keeping for sure. Paul Kawhi George, Kawhi Leonard, and Zoo are the four that I want. The three? Yes. <laughs> you, yeah, you're having a you're having a blast tonight, buddy. You sound like me after like I took three edibles the other night. Those are the those are the six I want: Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Zoo. <laughs> yeah, those are six names. You know, <laughs> first and the last. Yeah, six names. Personally, I would love Drew Holiday. I think he would really help the Clippers. I don't know how much I buy into his like he's very wishy washy with like his like three point shooting and stuff. Like this past season, he shot 35 percent. But have you ever looked at like his splits? His what? Oh, splits? Yeah. So uh, like, I think they have. Aren't they pretty nice? They're weird. In wins, he shot 50 percent from the field and 42 percent from three. In losses, he shot 42 percent from the field and 29 percent from three. Now, I understand in wins, p- players typically play better and losses. They typically play worse. But that's such a massive like a golf, just a major golf. He goes from a six oh from a sixty point six true shooting percentage to forty eight point two. Like, what is that? Say, say, what is that again? No, I'm not doing it again. What is that? <laughs> what is wrong? With you? This is a really bad podcast. This is the greatest. This is the best worst podcast of all time. Uh, sure. Um, you should have just let me eat first. Nah, nah. See, what was going to happen is that I was going to get something to eat and then I was going to hop on here with Farbod to record. But then he was just like, 
no, just get on. And I got on. That's absolutely not what happened. I said, your call, whether I'm ready to do it now. Or yeah, that's pressure. That's pressure. That's you telling me just get if on. That's pressure, brother. I could peer pressure to do anything. Then. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. That's what happens in life for me. It's like peer pressure into everything. Um, but I do think Drew is, if that, that's probably the best thing that they could get this off season. And like a backup center, that's, pretty solid although the thing about trez which you can maybe i think have a better answer to is how much of it in the playoffs was him just being a bad matchup which i think some of last year proved or like when i say last year i mean the warrior series or and how much of it was just him being not himself because he came so late and his grandmother passed away. And there's, there's just a lot, you know, in his way from performing. So that's, that's the thing where it's like, well, is he going to come back next season even stronger and then be a liability again? Or is he going to come back next season even stronger and not be a liability? I'm never afraid to answer a question with, I don't know. I don't know. On one hand, I think he is a matchup problem for the Clippers in the postseason against certain teams. On the other hand, I think he would have been better had none of that stuff happened before he got into the bubble and he didn't get into the bubble late. Like if he gets into the bubble on time and, you know, he's ramped up in, in, in the little scrimmage camp and the scrimmage games. And then he plays some of the, um, the seeding games and then goes right into the postseason after that. I think we see a different Montrezl Harrell, but I also think we could see one who's still a liability, but maybe just not as much of a liability. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. That's, I just don't know. Um, I think there's a lot for him to work on. He's still, he's still young. I mean, like, let's not, let's not, let's not lie to ourselves about it. like, he's still a young player. Like you look at Montrezl Harrell. I am, which is weird everybody's younger than you. That's not true. Lou Williams. He's younger than you. You know, Kawhi is only like one day older than me. I'm sorry for Kawhi now. Well, how does that make you sorry for Kawhi? He's very close to you in birthdays. He he said it was super chill. He was like, I love it. You, you and me vibe a lot. You're the best. He said all this to me. Wow, it must feel really nice to just be lying to everyone. <laughs> I, I've I've talked to him very little, like on a regular outside of the reporter, you know, basis. Uh, but I think one of the only interactions I had with him was, uh, do you remember when that video I posted of him with a Gatorade bottle went uber viral? Oh yeah, like was he flipping? Was that the one he was flipping? Is the one where like is right after he went All Star Game MVP. And then the Gatorade bottle's on the table and he takes it off and he's like not sponsored by Gatorade and he puts it on the floor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I, I went up to him like in the locker room and I was like, so did Gatorade sponsor you after that video? And he's like, nah, but I got something else. And that was the like the most extent of anything with Kawhi I've ever had. He shares a birthday with my brother. He's very off limits. Uh, f- for people who don't know, he's he's pretty off limits, but like in the locker room, like they're it's hard to get a word with him with PG. It's not that hard, but with Kawhi, just like LeBron, like 
you you're not allowed to talk to LeBron in the locker room like on unless a he talks to you is kind of the thing which he probably yeah. won't do and with, yeah. so what ends up happening is like with LeBron like his security his security guards will stop you and not let you with certain players like the the PR team will stop you and say like nah just don't even bother him which is you know fair it's fine. it's, it's pregame fine. and like why are we even in a locker room pregame shouldn't we just f off and i've always like, kind of found that weird yeah so like i have no problem with it but just for anyone wondering why a lot of people don't have anything pregame or any you know personal stories with Kawhi like that it's because he's he's largely off limits I felt like Paul George is more outgoing as a person, which is fine. Like, look, I don't want to say this in like, oh, my God, Kawhi Leonard should be more outgoing. No, like you are who you are. He's an introvert. That's fine. He has his close band of, of friends and that's fine. We like any person is like I'm a mixture of outgoing and introverted. It's really like it's kind of strange. Like there are times where I don't want to talk to people. And there are times when I'm very outgoing. And so I see why he is the way he is. He's focused on certain things. And when he's done, he just wants to be around the people he wants to be around. Why would you want to like, it's kind of probably one of those things where it's like, why would you talk to people longer than you have to? Right. Assuming that's what it is. The thing is he talks so little, you don't even know if that's what the case is. Wouldn't you like to just spend like five minutes with him just to talk with him, like even off the air, just like talk to him yeah i mean i think i could get like i'd have to pick the appropriate topic something that he's super into and then i think i could get like a minute or so with him because once once they see that he's into the conversation and it's super casual and it's not about sports and it's about like i don't know like tacos or something they'll they won't bother you but it's just a matter of figuring out what's that thing that'll open him Uh, up yes Ah, uh, yes. Like with Patrick Tacos. Patterson, it's, it's movies. You bring, Patrick, you bring up movies to Patrick Patterson and he can, he'll go off and he'll talk about a bunch or bring up Star Wars to Zoo and he'll talk a bunch. Uh, it's Everyone has their thing, but it's like there's just so little on Kawhi that's hard to know what's the thing that gets him to like be energized about the conversation. I think I know what it is. I'm not going to say it on the air, but I think I know what it is. Tacos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ta- tacos. That's that's it. You know, <laughs> I'm glad glad we're on the same page here. Um, but rounding back to the Drew Holiday stuff, do you think the Clippers make a like a trade this off season, or do you kind of just think they, um, not patchwork it? Patchwork is not the right word. They just kind of run it back a little bit and then sprinkle some new people in. I think they just fine tune a little bit. That's the word I can think of. There you go. Sprinkle is a weird word to use. Yeah, I, I even did like the hand gesture, like sprinkle. Like, like salt bay? <laughs> no, no. Like, the, like no, what? No. Get out of here. <sighs> I'm leaving then. This is all you. You're running it now. What have you watched recently? Uh... Um, Did you watch the first episode of season two of The Mandalorian? Yes. We can't talk about it. I don't want to do spoilers for people. And then I I fell asleep watching Clue. Which I still need to rewatch. And I fell asleep watching Indiana Jones 3, which I need to rewatch. 
The problem is I keep watching movies at 2 a.m. after I finish work, and then I no, just no, get too but tired. I, I mean, like, why are you watching Clue? Because I, I watch Knives Out, and I really like Knives Out, and everyone said watch Clue if you like Knives Out. Sure. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I watched the episode of The Mandalorian. I've, uh, I caught up on John Oliver. I was like two weeks behind. You, I'll tell you this off the air. I have a thing about John Oliver. I'm gonna. I'll tell you after. Uh oh. Are you about to milkshake duck him? I don't know what that means, dude. I, I don't go hang out in the streets like you. What? You don't know what milkshake duck means? No. What is this? Super streets. Are you serious? I have no idea what you're saying. Okay. So there was a tweet from 2016 from at pixelated boat and it says the whole internet loves milkshake duck a lovely duck that drinks milkshakes five seconds later we, we regret to inform you the duck is racist so when someone gets back then man so so when someone gets milkshake ducked it's like they go from this really cool thing to oh man like like i gotta cancel that guy that is the randomest thing Hands down, the random. I cannot believe that you did not know what milkshake duck was. Dude, I have nothing left to say to you tonight. There's also something called the reverse milkshake duck. Okay. These just sound really kind of sexual, so I'm I'm done. (laughs) Okay, okay, we're done. Do you have a movie quote to give the people? Yeah. I'm afraid to ask because you sound like you're on the verge of saying something insane. Go ahead. Well, I was going to just say violence isn't the answer, but sometimes it is just because I like that quote and I was going to use it again. But you already used it. I know, but it's just the greatest quote of all time. But the other quote I was thinking was the greatest trick the devil, the devil ever pulled Ooh. was convincing the world he didn't exist. But you got to finish it how he finished it. And just like that, poof, he's gone. Yeah, there we go. All right. We'll see you guys next week.